What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Successes Within Reach podcast. This is season three, episode 26. Goodbye, 2022. Hello, 2023. This is the season three season finale uh, here today with me. I got some of the fellows from the SIWR network. We got Mike Williams in the building representing Breakthrough Kings. Got Jay Allen. You all know him. He comes here, drops these credit and budget tips for you. Then I got my brother, Mr. Corey Sagu, coming here. You know, he's here with me when we do the questions from the audience episodes that y'all love sending in these wild topics for us. So, got everybody here this evening. Uh, for the end of this season, you know, we're each going to give you some type of tool, some type of resource, some type of um, skill that you can take with you to close out this year and start off the next year and actually dominate in your business, in your space, in your niche, whatever you have going on. Um, so as always, want to remind everybody, you can join in the conversation, submit any questions or comments at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. One more time, you can join in live, submit your questions and any comments at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. Uh, before we get started, just for anybody that may be new to the podcast, want to go around the room, let everybody introduce themselves, and Mike will let you start it off. What's going on? I'm Mike Williams, the uh, founder and CEO of BreakthroughKings.com. I help men create, increase their monthly income by selling their knowledge and expertise online. Uh, I like to tell people all the time, we don't rely on others to employ us. Um, we create cash flow with our knowledge and expertise. We overcome challenges with our king mentality, we are Breakthrough Kings. So stop by BreakthroughKings.com or just simply Google Breakthrough Kings and you'll be able to follow us on all our pages. Let's go, let's go. All right, Jay, it's on you next, sir. Yes, sir, I am Jay Allen, um, owner of Allen Financial Solutions, where I help you increase your life one FICO score at a time. So 17 year credit and finance specialist, uh, credit repair, credit consulting, all of that. So. Ready to help y'all build, man, moving into the next year to uh, buy some of your time back, get some more peace out there for you. All right. And Mr. Corey Sigu. What's up, y'all? Y'all know my name is Corey Sigu. Uh, so I help organizations create better leaders to create high performing teams to retain that talent that you have in your business. Um, you can find me at CoreySigu.com. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> can we, can we do right. a shout out real quick shannon we of course a, of we course got seven seven time olympia mr olympia jay heath <laughs> in the corner right here we got jay heath in the corner muscles on muscles um he was drinking a protein shake before the show you know I just what had to give a shout out to the games that i saw just now <laughs> thank you man i'm trying to get back i'm trying to get back 
Oh my goodness. That is wow, y'all wilding already. Oh man, once again, I'm your host, Shannon Smith. Um, I am the CEO and founder of the CEO Within You, uh, which is a business consultant firm. We specialize in providing innovative solutions to emergent businesses, focusing on leadership, market presence, um, operational efficiency, and branding. Um, so you can contact us at www.theceowithinyou.com. All right, let's get to it. So Corey's going to start us off. Uh, Corey, give them some good tips for handling end of the year evaluations and giving valuable feedback for those that are supervisors, managers, administrators. Oh, so, yeah. So this is a very critical time for people to cap their year off, go into the next year. And to be quite honest with y'all, a lot of these performance evaluations, a lot of these 360s that they do, all these different, different evaluations that they have, the performance appraisals, um non-value added um because the it's the information and the constructive criticism that you're giving someone so here's what i'm gonna say you have to make those meetings make sense let's go over certain things like hey what are your strengths what are you building on that for that particular year you you want to use things like hey i have a tendency or i have what i've observed is you've done these things at a high level right your metrics may have shown that these have happened. Hey, your performance has indicated that these things have happened. And make sure you have a constructive conversation around, look, let's lay out what your strengths are. On the flip side, what you want to do is you want to you want to announce to people or like kind of guide them along and say, look, maybe these are some opportunities for you. A lot of times when we talk about leaders, right, we do you you want to do like a leadership assessment to themselves. Okay, what is it? What is that? Is it leadership maturity that you may need to work on? Meaning that's not that doesn't mean you're immature in the job because that's a word that everybody's like, oh, you mean I'm a kid. Maybe you took on a new position and I know you know what you're doing, but you kind of reserved yourself. Maybe it's your professionalism, for example. And we have a conversation about, hey, I noticed throughout the year, man, you know what? You really have something in there like you got it. But uh, every now and again, you make a remark and I'm like, what is he or she talking about? You know, and it doesn't quite flow with the conversation that's happened. But you you ultimately what happens, Shannon, and just the rest of the world listening, we use these these opportunities to say, hey, I'm wrapping up the end of the year. Just wanted to let you know that you're doing good. See you when I see you. You'll get your raise. All right, cool. Now I'll holler at you. Make sure that is constructive because what you're going to what you want to do, at least, is supercharge anybody that you're meeting with into the next year to say hey this is the goal set a goal with them at the time what do you want next year to look like what do you want that first quarter especially what do you want to come out the gate running with right mm -hmm. set that particular plan so there's three c's that i think everybody needs to to really abide by the first one is capacity do i know what what i have to do in this position right do i know what's to come do, do i have the knowledge behind particular things the second part, once you teach somebody and once y'all outline what exactly it is that you want to, that you need to know, that you want to know, that you need to obtain knowledge wise, you move on to the competency part. Can you do the thing that you said you wanted to do? We can't just, and Shannon, we talk about it, and really with all the fellas on the line right now, we talk about this all the time behind the scenes. People will say, I want to make a million dollars. I want to do this in my business. I want to open this. I want to. Shannon, how how many questions have we taken from the crowd that was like, 
if I, I I'm really trying to do this, but I don't know what to do. And most of our response is when you really boil down to it, do you know how to do it? Do you know how to do it yeah. well? Or actually, you know how to do it well, you just haven't done it. Mm -hmm. So the competency piece, right? So build the skill set upon understanding how to do the job, right? And this is what, and I break it down like this. At the highest level, we could talk about the NFL. They have a playbook. They practice the plays, and then they go play the game. That is very simple, right? I am talking about nothing different than that. So you have the capacity, meaning you got your playbook. You know what it should look like for what you're trying to run. You go into your competency, and then you say, hey, I know how to run the play. I know how to do this particular thing, right? Whatever skill set. Maybe you're a salesman. Do you effectively know how to sell? Maybe you do. Um, one, of, one of the guys we talked about was a chef. Do you understand how to cook, right? Do you understand mm -hmm. that your skill set is cooking? Maybe it's not the business aspect to it. You know, understand how you can get to that piece because you can have the knowledge, but you don't know what to do with it. And then the final part is the cultivation, right? So that's your three C's. You have to cultivate an environment where that person can succeed doing these things. So a lot of times, and going back to your question about how do we go into the new year? We're doing performance appraisals. We're doing reviews and stuff like that. Have you cultivated an environment where the person says, you know what? We talked about it. I know what to do. I'm good at what I do. Do I want to do now? And a lot of places like companies lose $500 billion a year. That's what a B every single year in productivity because people just don't feel like working. They know what to do. They know how to do it. They're good at doing it. They just don't want to because you don't pose the environment to them that they want to succeed so i would say those are the three things for me really going into the new year supercharge your team create your goals and make sure that the person you're meeting with knows how to do the thing they want to do and then create an environment that we're going to win in and then i guarantee you you'll succeed i love it i love it ladies and gentlemen if i didn't say it before I'm going to say it now. Make sure you have a notepad information that you're about to get in this episode. Make sure you have a notepad. All right. Next, we're going to throw it to Mike. <clears throat> so, Mike, give them some tips uh, for all of the business owners for how to take full advantage of social media to grow their business. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people just get on social media. They're posting, they're liking, they're commenting. But how do we really take full advantage of social media to grow our business? All right, Batman, that's an awesome question. Um, there's really two strategies that I focus on. Uh, there's organic, obviously, right? Uh, that's most of what social media is organic, but then there's also the paid advertising side as well. Um, so I always have actively both going at the same time, uh, because it will, uh, exponentially increase your reach when they're both running at the same time uh, for your growth. Um, when you want, when you show up every morning, you want to show up intentional, right? So when you post, it's, it's intentional. There's a purpose for that post. We're not just posting and hoping. There's, there's a reason why we're doing that, whether we're inspiring people and inspiring people is simply building their relationships, right? Inspiring people is simply getting them to start to like you and to show up and to share, right? We want them to share. We want them to engage because now we get to expand that reach a little bit more more with social media and in today's environment see if you go back 10 years ago and you look at eric thomas right he could do a video a day or a video a week and he exponentially grew his business today you got to be on social media if you want to grow a brand on social media it's a nine to five job right in terms of posting consistently consistently and engaging with your audience but like i said intentionally uh doing it 
and having a place where those folks can go to get a, to get even more intimate with you in terms of uh, what link can they go to so that you can capture what their data, right? I need an email address. I need a cell phone number because I want to build my personal database. I just don't want to engage to engage and grow my following. Where am I sending these people? Right. And what is the ultimate goal? Do I just want to build my personal database? Do I want to book some appointments? Uh, am I selling some affiliate products? Do I want to sell my ebooks? What is it ultimately? Right. And we just have simply have to show up every single day and have a strategy, whether you're just simply doing a text post, you're doing some video posts, you're going live. And every time I go live at the beginning and the end of that live, people know where they can find me and where they can work closer with me. Right. Uh, so organically, you just got to show up every day, be in it every single day and be in it intentionally and know where you're sending those people in terms of running ads. Um, you got to always have like that one thing. Right. That you're always promoting. I have a monthly webinar that we promote every single month, like clockwork. All we do is switch out the dates in the campaign. The campaigns, its intention is to simply build my email list, right? Build it, build the list, build the list, build the list. And we're simply talking to these people on the back end via emails, right? Having conversations. And those emails could be a slew of things, trainings, just check-ins, inviting them to live streams, inviting them to webinars. But most importantly, I'm building my personal database. I have a male empowerment platform. So we have thousands of emails of men, right? So eventually I can use that data to do so, so many other cool things outside of social media, uh, you know, in terms of marketing, advertising, uh, creating relationships with other companies and so forth and so on. So the combination of the two paid advertising to build your personal database and simply the organic just to build the relationship, get your face out there, right? Uh, get your brand out there, get the message out there consistently. And, you know, when people start to like you, right, they start to share it and, 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 and it just gets crazy right after a while. And you kind of, it's addicting, you get hooked on it and you got to simply be intentional every day when you're going to show up on the social media platform. And then when you're going to get off and do some work too, because you can't get too caught up in everything that's going on. Uh, but I believe that those, those two things simultaneously helps you to substantially grow your business really, really fast. Uh, but most importantly, have a place where these folks can go, right? Don't just be engaging for the purpose of engagement. They need to be going somewhere so you can collect that name and email and build that personal database. No doubt, no doubt. When you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. That's right. All right, Mr. Allen, Mr. Allen. So we're nearing the end of the year. What are some things that uh, we should be clearing off of our credit report or looking out for on our credit report to make sure that we are in the best shape as possible to move into this new year? Yeah, man. So first of all, I want to say this too. Um, if y'all didn't take notes on these first two talkers, you, you're missing out. I'm a new manager. Corey, you gave me some game on that. I need Mike's help <laughs> from a uh, you know social media standpoint. So if y'all want to take notes on this information, please get actively. This is free game that's being given out. But um, credit reports, um, where do you start there? First, you got to pull it. I tell people a lot of time, you know, you you go to the doctor and they usually pull your blood, right? They be, if they can't figure out what's wrong with you, it's not evident. If not, your nose isn't running, it's always a, a sample of something that's inside of you. So you have to pull your report. And I, I, I don't I do not dislike credit karma. But I understand what it is. It's, people call it a fake FICO score. It's not. It, it's, it's a Vantage score. And Vantage is it's not as big as FICO in terms of a business, but it, it is a, a, a reputable source of your credit score. Unfortunately, 
most of them is still pull a FICO score. So I recommend going to that annualcreditreport.com and getting your free credit report there. Or you can go somewhere like Credit Check Total, Credit IQ. They're going to cost you like a dollar to pull your report. And they're going to give you multiple scores. Now, if you want a subscription service that's, that's well worth the money and education behind it, you want to go to myfico.com. MyFICO is, is, is the premier source for uh, pulling your credit as per FICO. It's going to give you all 20 plus versions of FICO that are out there because it can be different. Now, once you pull your report, what I've learned is people don't know how to read their report. They, they're, not, they're not really sure how to how to follow it down. Now, you can get coaching for that or you can go online for that on YouTube and find somebody that's reputable like a Terry Krauser or somebody like that that can walk you through how to read a credit report. So you want to start there and make sure everything on there is yours, right? Make sure your addresses are, are, are yours. Um, basically, if you move around a lot, you want to have your current on there only. You don't want a bunch of old stuff on there that can link you to other accounts possibly, and, and that can be a whole headache. You want to also identify your, your accounts and ensure that they're your accounts, you know, because you don't want to go in there and find something. I had a client one time that lived in Arizona that had a, a purchase of ski equipment in Colorado. That wasn't that person, right? But if mm -hmm. you check these things and there's no credit monitoring in place, then you have no idea what's on your credit report. And then we go when you need your credit report or you need your credit, then you are out bad because you, it's something that that's bad. I've had so many clients uh, before in the past that have gone to apply for a loan for a car or, or even an apartment, even a job, and they didn't know that they had a 500 credit score because wow. they, they they never checked it. Uh, I check mine on a pretty regular basis. Uh, I check mine, you know, at least at least monthly, um, if, if not more than that, just to ensure everything's flowing properly. Check my percentages, but I would highly recommend it to become damn near an expert on at least your credit report, right? I'm not saying go out here and be a credit per agent. I'm not saying go ahead and start a business, but you need to be an expert on your credit report. This is like this is your one of your most important numbers uh, that you're going to be using in in, in your uh, life you know credit is king cash king it don't really matter how you say it you need both right i don't care if you if you got good credit and it's solid it's built up business credit or personal credit and you have cash flow you have cash on hand and cash flow for mike and his, his business model you know you're in a powerful place so that's where i would start it's pulling your report you know and then from a, a budgetary standpoint i recommend taking the band-aid off you know um the other guy was watching a uh, movie and a guy had gotten shot and they said, man, we got to find the bleeding so we can apply pressure. I said, mm -hmm. damn, that's like a budget. Like, you, like, if you don't pull your bank statements, you know, a couple times a year and kind of analyze yourself, audit yourself, and it's going to hurt. It's it, like, but your bank statement is going to tell you what's important to you. So if, if you're saying that my health is important to me and my family is, but your bank statement says you like brunch every Sunday, or that you like, you know, you like happy hour every Friday. It's gonna, it's gonna show you who you really are to you. But then once you identify where you're bleeding from in your budget, then you can apply pressure to that. So now you start putting something in place. Hey, all right, you know what? I like these things a lot, but do I really need this thing five times a month? Do I really need to get this done? Can I change something around? But a lot of times people have no idea where they're bleeding it, so they just bleed now. And then they use credit cards to get them to the next patient. 
And, and that's not what it's to be used for. So that's why I would start um, going into, into, into the new year. And like, like Corey said, like Mike said uh, a lot, man, just being really intentional. Um, you know, and this too, not to go too far, but um, I have a budgeting coach. All right. All right. I have a budgeting coach who I needed structure, right? I, I didn't have what I needed in place for me to really be accurately calculating my monthly. I ballparked it. I made it. It was good. Um, but I wanted to be more precise because I work in an industry where the best customers know their numbers. If you talk to a customer out in the field in my business in, in uh, machinery, they can they can tell you how much it costs them to, to run a machine per hour mm. and sometimes per mm. minute. And then they even know when they get that loan payment every month, they know what their profit margin is going to be before you even buy the machine. Mm. So like they they know their numbers in a major way. So uh, what I've had to do for myself is I have to schedule time to look at my finances. So when you name that something real cute, like Monday, Mondays or whatever, Sunday, fun day, whatever, you want to make it an intentional act, whether you do that weekly or you do that bi-weekly or monthly, but at least sit down uh, on a regular cadence to identify and just review, just audit yourself. And that make you more in tune. And before you know it, it becomes a habit. People always say when it comes to something new, I'm not good at that thing. Well, you haven't done it enough yet. You know, a lot of us don't get good the first time. We go, it's going to suck. It's going to be painful. But I just tell people, you know, at the end of the day, you are worth the peace of mind that comes with knowing where your money's going um, out of your accounts. All right, Jay, this uh, question is for you. What exactly does a budgeting coach do? Yeah, so my coach who may be watching, I don't know, um, Rhonda, Rhonda, um, I forget her last name, but uh, I can I can get it for you. But she for me um set me down and walked me through. She had a spreadsheet, right? And it's 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 color-coded and it, it shows basically, you know, my household expenses and what it did for me. I we have my credit cards, I also had a a, a, a uh, credit report that I basically would go in every single month and pull my credit report and I could see my score is trending, right? So she gave me structure around a budget. Um, we also talked about goals, right? All right, what can you pull from? What is this goal right here? Like, like what are you doing with this money? So I had to show her all my information, right? So you get real transparent and you got to get butt naked, right? You can't, this is something that you can't, it's like having a doctor or a therapist. If, if you tell them only like the surface stuff, they can only need surface information, right? So you mm -hmm. want to go in there and like, listen, here's my statements. Here's where I'm, I'm spending. And then help you narrow down and really be more detailed about where you spend money. And, and really, if, if there's somebody that's going to be consulting you on a regular basis, they may want to see your, your budget and how you've been spending. Because you should be tracking it as well. Y'all get together and y'all review it together. And then you can figure out, hey, I got a hole right here. Or or you can say, hey, I'm trying to plan for this vacation. How do, how do I best do that? Because a lot of us um, wait to tax season, right? Or, or, we, or we use credit cards and we, and we spend emotion, money emotionally. A budget coach is going to take out all the emotion. It's going to be two things, facts and data. All right. All right. So next up, 
is myself. All right. So a lot of you all in the SIWR community, you stay sending uh, messages and, and questions and saying, man, where can I find training? Where can I find training? Um, I want to get a coach. I want to get a consultant, but maybe my budget isn't there yet to afford one. So where can I go um, online to find free resources? So I'm going to drop a few uh, places for you all throughout this evening <clears throat> where you can go online completely free. So there's no excuse for why you can't get it done. It is free 99. All right. So the first one um, is from actually Harvard University. So you can go to pll.harvard.edu slash catalog. That, and then where it says price, just click on that box. I mean, on that tab, click the free box, and it'll pull up 109 free courses from Harvard University. Some are actual courses, some are more like webinars, some are um, discussions from guest speakers, whatever the case may be. But it's 109 free courses from Harvard University. Uh, for those that are in a business entrepreneur space, I would encourage you to click on the business tab and you can just go through there. Uh, they have things like leadership courses, how to properly negotiate your salary, um, designing organizational structure within uh, your company, pricing strategies, understanding customer needs, uh, entrepreneurship courses. Um, they even have one on addressing racial challenges. So just about anything you can think of um, in the business field, you can go on there. Second one I'm going to give you uh, before we move on is Google Skillshop. Another one that you can go to for the free 99. Go on there. <clears throat> like I said, just type in Google Skillshop. It'll take you to it. And this is where you really hone in on learning the Google ads and analytics space. So you can go on there and they have a bunch of certifications that you can take. Under Google ads, you learn how to create them, how to do ads for um, mobile applications. You can learn about insights, analytics, how to build and create smart campaigns, and even learn how to boost your offline sales. You go to the Analytics Academy in the Skill Shop, which is my favorite. You learn about planning, implementation, conversion, uh, collecting the analytics, what to do with them, how to use them to improve your business, boost your output and your reach with your customers. Then they have a Google marketing platform within the Skill Shop. Again, you can learn uh, creative skills, um, how to build effective ads. Um, it gets a little more into driving growth through the mobile ads. And then they have the Campaign Manager 360, which builds on what you learned in the previous one about um, building proper campaigns. And then last but not least, they have, um, well, there's several more, but these are the main four that I would encourage people to take. The last one is the Google My Business uh, certification course. Google My Business, if you have a business, I don't care whether it's strictly online or whether it's brick and mortar, you need to ha have an account with Google My Business. This is improving your reach and your ability to connect with customers. When people Google you, it helps to raise your site throughout the search results. It improves your visibility. Um, you can put in um, your hours of operation. You can put in coupon codes. You can put in... Um, just anything that you can think of that you want your customers to know before they actually have to call or visit or uh, send you an email or any of that type of stuff. Um, so Google My Business, take that course, take those for, again, Google Skillshop, take the Google Ads certification course, the Analytics Academy, the marketing platform, and the Google My Business one. 
take those. You'll be squared away for the basics. Um, of course, you'll have to get a coach or something if you want to get more um, high level uh, training with things like that. But Google will get you squared away with all of those for free. Only thing you got to invest is your time. That's it. All right. So we have come to our first break and we will be right back in one second. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season three, episode 26. Goodbye, 2022. Hello, 2023. Joined here by Mike Williams, Jay Allen, and Mr. Chorus, and you, my brothers from the SIWR network, as we give you tips and resources and skills to close out your year strong, walk into 2023 with confidence, with a game plan, with some strategies, and actually dominate. So next up, we're going to pass it back over to Corey. Um, so we talked a little bit about um, evals and giving feedback and getting staff prepared to walk into the new year. So for those that, you know, staff have been pretty much overworked and underpaid and morale is low at the end of the year and they're like, man, I'm afraid I'm going to lose some people before the ball drop. How do people boost, you know, because the economy has really affected a lot of companies' ability to hire uh, staff. So for those that are managing staff that are pretty much on the verge of burnout, how do they get them re-engaged and re-motivated and make sure that, you know, there is a silver line in there, you know, there is a sun over the horizon and there are going to be better days ahead? Yeah, so I think the first start, the first place we have to start off is by like, aligning your employees with what is happening right so a lot of times so you mentioned overworked and underpaid when you truly dig down into a lot of people they'll say like man i don't make enough money for this they're not actually saying they don't make enough money yes we all love more money and i posed this question to a group of people one time how much would you need to make to do to do this job and never complain about it not one peep not one Oh my God, I can't believe about this job today. Or I can't believe about this customer today. Not one of them. Mm-hmm. And all of them said, well, I don't know. So the question is, so if you don't know how much it's going to take for you to do this job, realistically, like we're not saying like, hey, if they paid me a million dollars, I'll never complain about this. Because you know you're not getting that. If you can't come up with that number, then the true issue is, is that you're not underpaid, but overworked. But when you really dive down, find the root cause, find out really what's what's going like going on with this person, they may you may uncover certain things like, well, the the company seems like I may get laid off. But there there's never been a message that says like, hey, you're safe. Hey, I've been looking for growth and development, but I haven't gotten that from my peers. I haven't gotten that from my management team, from my leadership team. I haven't gotten it. Right. They may say they may tell you things like, you know what? I just feel like, and I've gotten this before, I feel like the workload that we have, certain people have less of a workload. And now I complain that I'm over, that I'm underpaid doing the job because this person's doing less than I am. And we we do the same job. So you got to find out what that alignment is. Where is this person going? What's their actual thoughts? 
another thing to do is, and it's, it's something that I that an exercise that I've done with a group before is, what about me? What have I not been doing right? On a company level, on a on an individual level, on a subordinate level, meaning like, hey, your supervisor, what what are they not giving to you? What am I not giving to you? What is the company not giving to you? And then let them voice that out, and you can have a constructive conversation behind that. Now, here's what I will say. On the other side is, how appreciated are your employees? It's the holiday time. Mm. Guess what needs to happen right now? Some checks. If you can if you can afford to do that, some parties, some get-togethers. It doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be. Now, I'm going to say this. Don't Costco pizza your people to death. Don't do that. I, ain't, I don't have nothing against Costco pizza, but what you can't do to folks is be like, I really appreciate you. Here's hot dogs. Let's not do that. Yeah. Um, really appreciate your people right and i and i think back to a story we talked about in the last podcast we did um we we recommended the book culture code greg popovich the story said that they had just lost to the to the miami heat he quickly put everybody on the bus took them to a restaurant and in this particular case yes we're dealing with a company with, with really a company that has billions of dollars right the san antonio spurs all that was explained in that particular scenario was everybody's beat down. Everybody worked hard. Everybody felt like, hey, this is the end. And he sat down. Each table had a bottle of wine. They were able to order whatever it was. I think they went to an Italian restaurant. And he went from table to table and said, how can I do better? What did you reflect on that you've done great this year? And then how do I help you get to the next level? How do I help support you in this time? And everybody they talked about, I, I believe it was Tony Parker, Amanda Ginobili, and all them folks. And the families actually came in there because they didn't say much to the as, as the players because they were they were kind of going through it. The families actually came in and really bonded and said, "Hey, I know he's been talking about this. I know they've been trying to move in this direction. I know they've been looking for this type of development for them. I know they're trying to tra transition into this. They're about, they're about to retire. Do the same thing for your company. So you want to ask yourself." what are the things you can do to align them to you right because that's all popovich was doing aligning them to the spurs i'm going to keep you on this team because i'm going to keep you on this team these are the things that we're going to do now how do i make it happen and be there for them a lot of companies and this is just my opinion a lot of companies we go about the holiday parties just to say hey we're partying right but they never turn the focus back into this party is for you mm -hmm. this party mm -hmm. your hard work this party came because of what your productivity gave us. We're able to fund this party because of how we grew, or whatever that may be, right? You got to turn it back into them and show them, hey, this is the light at the end of the tunnel. Some people, whether you whether you say it once, whether you say it a thousand times, they always need to be reminded, this is how I fit into the big picture. And I think it's the perfect time to do it because you're finding gaps of time where you can find people on vacation you can you can send people on vacation send their butt on vacation i know too many people that got more than a accrued leave and they're losing time send their butt on vacation come on yeah. come on back stop being burnt out because i got you we'll make it work without it right even if you don't have enough staff we're gonna make it work i need you to go enjoy your time and refresh yourself the other part again when you're having these meetings right you have Christmas time coming. Most of the time, people are going to have some type of family members in or something like that. If you got enough money for it, invite some of the family. Hey, bring your wife, bring your kids. Maybe you got your mama coming into town, bring her too. And that way she can see what we're about. 
that speaks volumes when it comes to particular things. And again, it doesn't have to be anything big. Look, pasta real cheap. Even if you cater pasta is real cheap. <laughs> Do something. Don't Costco piece of these people to death. But take this particular time to align them with your company. And I'm telling y'all, going into the next quarter, two quarters, the next year, those folks. Again, you're gonna have to do this. You're gonna have to do this again sometime next year too. So I don't think you're gonna fix it this year. Those folks will then say, "I see how I fit into the equation." You're gonna start to hear less of the man. I don't get paid enough for this. Mm. Paid for me equals I'm not appreciated. That's all. Mm. Man, that's good. That, that was a that was a whole administrative TED talk. <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, you hear so many people say, oh, man, I'm overworked and, and underappreciated, underpaid, and undervalued. And it's the little things that so many supervisors, managers, administrators, executives overlook because a lot of times you may or may not be in control of the budget. But what can you do with what you have? So that, that was very key to things that you touched on. I like that. Yeah. All right, Mr. Williams, we're going to throw it to you next. So you talked about paid ads. So uh, discuss a little bit the importance of ad spend and setting targets in order to get high performing ads. I love it. So, I mean, the biggest thing when when running ads, man, is that we got to make sure our messaging is on point. Right. Uh, we got to make sure our messaging is on point. We got to understand copywriting. Right. We got to understand short form copywriting. Right. Um, micro micro social media is a thing now. Right. Every short, sweet, straight to the point. And we got to make sure those things are on point, because in terms of running ads, it ain't really about the money that you make. It ain't really about the lead generation. It's really about winning a click. That's it. Can you win a click with your ad? And once you can overcome that hurdle of winning enough clicks every single day, then you let your websites do what they need to do. And that's convert those leads into, you know, whether convert them into leads, convert them into appointments and whatever. So the main thing is definitely your messaging. When that's on point, everything else will fall in line the way it needs to fall in line. Um, you can drive a, a thousand, you can th drive a thousand dollars a day to an offer, but if the messaging is wrong, uh, it's not going to work. Right. Cause once we have the messaging, then we can determine our targeting. All right. Who is this messaging for? Right. And when we get into targeting, we start to target things that, you know, that ideal client might be engaging with on a daily basis. And uh, the cool thing about these platforms is they got so much data from our activities every day. They know what we're doing. Right. So when you got your message in tight, you know exactly where your ideal clients are hanging out. And if not right off the bat, what are we going to do? We're going to test every day. We're testing. Every week, we're writing down our data. We're tracking this data. How many clicks that I get? How many leads did I generate? How many points? What does it cost me, right? Every single day at a drop of a dime, you should be able to know what your conversion rates are because you're looking at them every single day, right? But all of that starts with messaging. When messaging is on point, everything else will follow. Understand that these frameworks are great, right? These frameworks can be applied to multiple different businesses, but at the same time, everybody's going to, the marketplace is going to respond differently to everyone. 
right? You can use the same framework, but the market's going to respond differently to everyone, especially when you're doing social advertising. How people respond to me are going to be different than how they respond to Corey, how they respond to Jay, and how they respond to Shannon, right? So we got to understand what our personal KPIs are, key performance indicators. And again, it all starts with messaging. And once we start getting that traffic flowing, knowing what those numbers are, then we'll be able to scale from there and, you know, and grow this thing out even more. But first, we got to make sure that messaging is on point. And I hope I answered that question, bro. Uh, but it's very simple. I like to keep it super simple. And the best thing that gets the best results is making sure that you know exactly what you're saying and who you're saying it to. No doubt. And also, I can tell you all, Google ads work. Facebook ads work. Mike is a whiz when it comes to the Facebook ads game. I have a whole lot of uh, experience when it comes to Google ads. Mm -hmm. Don't go to hire a coach and be like, the ads don't work. And then first thing we ask is, well, how much have you spent so far? And you like, well, I put $10 on the ad last week. So they don't work. Like y'all laughing, but I'm serious. Mike laughing because he knows he's heard it before. Yeah. Like you, you have to pay to play. Yeah. It's it's called advertising and marketing. Yeah. You don't spend ten dollars to get an ad on on TV during the game on Sunday. Yeah. Like you have to spend money in order to get your product or service in front of eyeballs. Yeah. So if if you really want to get into that space, understand you're gonna have to spend money first to learn how to properly format it, yeah. how to properly get your messaging, your targeting, how to niche down, all of this good stuff. And then you have to spend money so these companies will put it in front of people. Yeah. Like that when they when you see that space that says reach, that's not just there just just because. <laughs> like they're telling you this is an average of how many people are going to see it based on what you're spending. Yep. So and to put that into perspective, what you're saying, um, think about the cost of your services. Right. You know, what I mean, I, I cut most of the people I work with. They got pretty big tickets, you know, anywhere from a thousand, three thousand, five thousand dollars. Uh, you got a five thousand dollar offer and you spend a thousand dollars on traffic. Right. You just turned a thousand dollars into and you got one client. That's $4,000 return on your ads. You know what I'm saying? And that $1,000 could go a long way because that's just the one person that decided to work with you. But you've just built and you probably built a list of anywhere from, you know, two, 300 people who said that they're interested. And this is where people get lost with paid traffic because they want it to be instant. Right. No, you're building up a database of all these people who are literally raising their hand and saying, I'm interested in working with you, although they're not ready today. This is the power of email marketing. This is the power of text message marketing. You're using your advertising to build up your database so you can communicate with these people. They might not be ready for you in December, but as long as you keep showing up. They might be ready for you in February and March. And it's this compounding effect. Right. And it's just keep happening. Boom. This month, 300 leads. Next month, 600 leads. Next month after that, 1,200 leads. And it's the same thing with your clientele. It keeps growing and growing and growing as long as you're spending that money the way you need to spend it. And if your message isn't on point, you ain't going to have no problem ever. No doubt. And I can tell y'all, like I said, when, when it comes to these Facebook ads, Mike is on point because there are times where I have texted him and I'm like, bro, if I see your ad one more time. Hey, I see him like, all day. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> I saw one of them. I swear I saw it like four times in one morning and I'm like trying to tell Instagram, I know this dude, like stop showing it to me. <laughs> right. Save, save him some money. Show it to somebody else. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm coming. I'm, I got a question for y'all though. Mm-hmm. 
y'all mean to tell me that I, like my my six hundred thousand like follow account on Clubhouse is not gonna get me what I need to get? Nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, but I'm in rooms. Y'all... I'm in rooms with heavy hitters all day, man. I'm listening four five hours with these cats, man. So being in the room and sitting at the head of the table is two different things. And see, he, he trying to get me started up because he already know where I am with that. If if you don't learn how to leverage every room that you're in, every table that you sit at, every set of eyes that you get your business in front of, it doesn't matter who you know or how many people heard of you. Yeah. It's just like the people that spend $500 to go to a conference just to take pictures for Instagram and they have a network with not one person. You can be the king of conferences and still at the end of the year, make zero dollars for your business. Somebody going to get sent to your house. What have you accomplished? What have you accomplished? Maybe out there like that. All right. On a serious note though, (laughs) y'all Mike is transparent. Mike posts. Hey, I got X amount of clicks today. I spent X amount on these ads and that converted into this. So I, I'm not going to lie to y'all. When you get a coach and you get somebody that's trying to teach you how to do something, you need to see stuff like that because there's a whole bunch of people that do what Mike does. And it's like, well, I can get you 100,000 you know, conversions to your website. And then you'd be like, well, who can I talk to that's done it? Mm-hmm. And they're like, man, let me get back to you on that. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's Zoom acting up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, all right. So Jay, <laughs> yeah, y'all to get me started. I'm having flashbacks. All right, so Jay, I'm gonna pass it over to you. So, uh, you always every time you come through, you drop cards for people that are trying to rebuild their credit, establish credit, uh, trying to move up in credit. So, what's some good cards uh, for people to look into uh, that they can start checking into? You know, to get in their repertoire to help their credit profile. Yeah, man. Man, so um, if someone is struggling with with poor credit, limited credit, you know they, they can always start with like a, a credit builder card. Um, that's a good one. It's, now that's a secure card. However, um, you have Discover has a good secure card as well. Um, Discover they also have key cards for people in college. Have college students start to build credit as well. Get out there for them early. Um, <clears throat> Grain. If you have an iPhone, this is a digital secure card. That, that you can use to then build credit. Um, Self lender uh, is going to be a credit bidder account, like a savers account that will convert to a secure card as well. And, um, you know, cards change every year, man. I, if you go to um, what I follow a lot of nerdwallet.com, nerdwallet.com, they always do a, a comparison of cards every single year and for different categories. The best, the best cards to build credit the best cards for poor credit, the best cards for, you know, rewards or somebody that's, that's pretty, you know, pretty, pretty well off in credit that wants to, you know, live a lifestyle on credit, but, but do it in a way that, that's responsible and then leverage the programs and, 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 and the free perks that have cards out there for that. So Nerd Wallet is phenomenal. Um, Chime is another one out there. Chime has a, an account that's similar to like a, a self-lending, like a, like a fintech bank that um it, that's going to help you then establish credit and the reports too. Um, when you get these cards though, you want to, you know, read the small print, you know, you know, see if there are any fees, uh, figure out who they report to. 
because you, you those I just named report to all three credit bureaus. And that's important because <clears throat> if you say you have a car that reports to maybe two bureaus and you're going to apply for a car or something, you apply for credit somewhere else. And then and they pull the third bureau. Well, it doesn't help help you out at all. Right. So and as you use these cards, you, you want to understand the rules. Right. So, so now, now let me be clear here. I will get anybody in trouble. You can use all of your credit, but you got to understand when to pay it off. So people need to understand that like, you, you can use it all if you need to. And I wouldn't advise that if you don't have a plan in place. So if you're somebody that's, hey, I have cash on hand, but I want to use this card to say, get these free miles on Southwest. That's fine. But you got to understand the billing date and statement date. And you got to understand when to pay that pay that bill. And you want to figure out whenever car reports to the credit bureaus. Because if you pay it off or down before it reports, it's like it never happened in terms of your credit report, right? So that's a game that you want to play when you're ready for that game. Um, that's not a game you want to play in the beginning of building credit. But when it, the word building credit is important, building, because you're, you're, you're building something. And like Mike said earlier about being patient about these ads, when you start to build credit and you maybe start with the authorized user account of a family member, something like that, you start with a security card, you start with a credit builder card, the, the, the name of the game is, is to use that card in such a way that's responsible so that you can leverage that card and, and build on top of that card and maybe go from unsecured, I'm sorry, to, from secure to secure, <clears throat> maybe from there to a line of credit and you can start establishing yourself in a way that makes you look stronger because you want to have at least seven to nine trade lines or, or reported companies on your, your credit report to start to build that that credit profile and i say that because a lot of people don't understand we often hear people brag on their scores right i got 800 850 but <clears throat> what's your profile look like so, so like a profile of somebody that has a established maybe a mortgage on there somebody that has uh you know two or three credit cards on there somebody that has a uh maybe like a car they have a good, good credit mix so a credit mix is going to be 10% of your FICO score, right? So that's, a, that's an important fact in your score. But someone that has all those trade lines reporting in, in a positive way um, is going to look more strong, look stronger than someone has a thin credit profile. So say, for example, you have someone <clears throat> that has maybe established a mortgage, maybe two mortgages on there, right? They they have a card that they're paying off or paying down, a couple of credit cards that they're paying. Maybe they have a limit of like $15,000 on credit card. Now they have say a seven fifty, right? Now you have someone else that has maybe a a security card and, and a credit builder account card on there, maybe and maybe a car payment. Now, for a lender, they look at your entire credit profile. They're gonna look at each trade line, and, and one of the things that lenders use to lend money is called comp credit, so comparable credit terms. For example, if you go look, if you go apply for a credit card is fifty grand, and your highest credit card that you have on file is ten grand. You have to prove some more information. You got to provide maybe some some bank statements, income statements to show that, that, that you can produce the amount of money to service the debt load. But someone that has a comparable credit profile, or maybe a, a car that's maybe thirty five to forty grand already, and paying that well, they they're more likely to get approved for it, even though they have the same score. And and, and that's where you get into like soft pool versus hard pool. Someone that's doing a hard pool is actually underwriting your loan. That means they're analyzing everything on your credit profile and maybe deeper right so you're buying a house they're looking at things like this ratios like dti debt income ratio to try to figure out if you can actually afford a house and your whole profile so 
Um, as you build credit, just be patient. You know, it's, it's, it's like a renovation of a house. You know, it's, it's not an overnight thing. Uh, it, it takes time. It takes strategy. Um, so you want to be careful there. But once again, get help. I mean, I mean, it, people often say, you know, who do I trust to help me? And it's, it's, that's always a variable because you just don't always know. But if someone isn't leading with education, if someone can't show you who they already helped, um, if someone can't show you why they're um, they're able to help you, like their background, their history, their their uh, work that they've done in the past, then you want to be weary there, especially if they're asking you for money up front, right? If you just want to help now. But that being said, though, don't ask someone for half an hour of their time and, and not at least be willing to pay for that time either, though. So if you're looking mm. for a consultation, like whenever I talk to Shannon, you know, uh, 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 Mike, you know, if I got a question, I'm asking a question. But if I got questions, I say, Mike, Shannon, send me a link. Because I'm not even going to play, you know, that game. Because people play that game. I got one more question for you. Matter of fact, I got one more. And it just turns into a whole thing, man. So uh, just a few few tips there. All right. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. So once again, I'm going to drop some uh resources for you all that are completely free to help build your business acumen, give you some different skill sets and resources. So the next one, going back again to my good friend Google, but this one is called Google Digital Garage. I don't know why more people aren't going here. It is an actual incredible site. So Google Digital Garage, they break it down into three different segments. One is digital marketing, one is career development, and then the last one is data. So under digital marketing, there are 32 courses. Um, you have like the fundamentals of digital marketing, um, expanding to other countries, creating content, marketing analysis, uh, marketing analytics, I'm sorry, uh, hosting workshops, agile project management, and even how to write a business plan. So you can get all of those courses. Like I said, they have 32 in total. You can, you know, just break them down. All it costs you is your time, some discipline, and some note taking. The second one, career development. You do not have to be a business owner. This is for absolutely anybody. The career development uh, tab has 67 courses that you can take. Everything from high performance collaboration, inductive reasoning, building teams, storytelling, public speaking, uh, conflict resolution, inspiring leadership, emotional intelligence, um, self-promotion, like all of this stuff is under the career development tab. Last but not least is my favorite being an IT head, uh, the data tab. So data has 61 courses where you can learn anything from Python uh, basics to coding, machine learning, how to build your own AI, um, online security, graphic design, um, how to use the Google Cloud for those that, you know, choose to use that to store everything for your business, uh, enterprise and system management. And you can even get the fundamentals of SEO. That is an insane amount of courses that is in the Google Digital Garage. Like I said, why more people don't use it? I have absolutely no clue. Um, I mean, all together, you're talking about well over 120, 130 courses that you can take. And in the Google Digital Garage, they're a lot more high level than the Google uh, Skill Shop, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, they get a lot more in depth. Like I said, all it's costing you is your time. 
a lot of people on vacation over the holidays. Hell, you can do two a week, do three a week, you know, do a different course Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Or if you say, I'm going to start this when the year um, turns over. Cool. Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday evening, sit down, be disciplined, take a different course. Some of these you get certifications. Some of them you just get a certificate of completion. Um, depending on your job, I have heard of certain companies that will give people professional credits for some of these um, Google professional uh, courses and certifications. So for the ones that that are especially in the skill shop and in the digital garage, if you get a professional certification for it, hey, HR, just letting you know, I completed this course from Google. It's applicable to my job because uh, based on my uh, EWP, my job says I have to do ABCDEFG. I actually just covered that. Plus, I enhanced my skills in this course by doing ABCDEFG. Who knows? That could lead to a promotion. It could help you in negotiating your salary while you deserve more now because you have taken your own time, not the company time to you know, increase your business acumen and your skill sets. You're more resourceful to the company now. You are a bigger asset to the company. Remember, for those that are in corporate America or in the private sector, the biggest thing you want to do is position yourself to be a, a bigger asset to a company. If you ever, especially in an economy like this where some jobs have to lay off or cut people, jobs cut liabilities, not assets. Always remember that. The people that are the most highly skilled, the people that can work in multiple sections, the people that can supervise multiple sections, they're good to go. But if you're that person that says, nope, I got hired to do this one thing, I'm only doing this one thing, and I don't want to learn nothing else, you may be getting that, hey, they want to see you up on the 12th floor notice. I mean, that's, that's just the reality of corporate America. Corey, am I right? That is, that is it. You're not lying. You want to be you want to be a Swiss army knife, you know, in the workplace. Learn how to do a little bit of everything. And for it to be this many professional skills, resources, certifications, tools out there on the internet, and you only spend time playing games and, and arguing with people on social media is crazy. You say you want to get ahead in life. I just gave you a ridiculous amount of resources to get ahead stuff that your supervisors probably aren't even trained in that you can do for free. So what's your excuse? Mm -hmm. And Shannon, oh. let me just add this real quick though. Mm -hmm. It is great to build skills because a lot of people like to say, well, I get stuff done. Cool. Everybody on this podcast right here, get stuff done. You're going to reach a point in your life where you reach a room of people who all get it get it done what do you bring to the table i don't bring to the table what shannon mike and jay do right that's why people go to them for particular things so i just want people to when you were saying build your skill set i know there's a, a particular group of people who will say my skill set is i get stuff done that's cool you're going to reach a particular level where everybody gets it done that's facts. That's it's facts. like, um, let me say this too, man. But, but just to kind of say what Corey said in a different way, it's like it's like playing sports. Like when you start playing, maybe like high school sports, and you like the man or the woman in your hometown, <clears throat> killing it, right? Maybe even the county. We start playing like the like AAU, 
and you start traveling, playing schools and teams, and people put play the game all year long, your being athletic is going to be average at some point. Your your four two forty is going to be the norm. Your vertical leap is going to be the norm. So so what other skills do you have? And there's a there's a there's an audio of Kobe out there. I listen to every now and then. I can find it. He talked about him playing basketball. He was like 14. He sucked. He said he didn't score any points all summer long. But he took inventory of what he needed to learn, and he practiced maybe shooting for six months and then dribbling for six months, offhand dribbling for six months. And he built a menu of skills he needed to build. He said by 16, 17, he was the number one player in that particular league. Nothing changed but – him building his skill set. He wasn't the tallest person over there, the strongest, the fastest, uh, most athletic, but his level of skills and the way he talked about basketball was like, it was just crazy, man. Like the angles, like what? The angles, like like certain things you do with your body and your, your left hand does this and you, your shoulder does this and you take your weight off of this foot, put it on that foot. Like those are the type of things that you just don't get because you're fast and strong, you know, in sports. So that's a, I think that's a, like even in business, man. You have, at some point you you will be in a room where what you bring to the table is going to be like the norm. And I ain't talking about degrees and all that stuff and titles. I'm talking about the ability, the resourcefulness to get things done. So whenever you can get in rooms like this for, for free, a podcast like this, I recommend it because it, it's just invaluable. And those who don't, I have I've never met. Shannon and, and, and Mike ever in person, but these brothers have been like mentors to me, had the opportunity to meet Corey in person finally, and same thing, like a mentor, man. So uh, if you're not in these kind of rooms, uh, find them somewhere. YouTube is free. You know, IG has a lot of good stuff on there that is on there outside of the BS. So use it for the good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So as we start to wrap up, um, Mike, I want to pass it over to you. I know you got a big event coming up. So go ahead and let the people know what you got coming up. All right. Cool deal for all the kings out there. Uh, we got our monthly Kings Cashflow uh, System webinar coming up on January 8th. You can go to kingscashflowsystem.com. That's kingscashflowsystem.com. Uh, we're going to simply show you how to turn your knowledge and expertise uh, into a monthly cash flow uh, by being able to sell it online. All right. All right, Corey, what you got going on, sir? Yeah, so we're going into the new year. I know you're wrapping up your years. A lot of fiscal years have already began for companies. Uh, definitely bring me in because what I want to do is help you build a high performing team, right? So I have a few things that I'm working on with some oil and gas companies as far as building their teams up, but bring me in, right? There's no reason why your company shouldn't perform at a particular level. Let me help you close the gap on that. Let me help to fix the culture in your company. Let me help you get the retention that you need and ultimately get your business on the right track. All right, Mr. Allen, what you got going on as we close out this year? Absolutely, man. Um, let's talk some credit. Let's talk credit. Let's talk getting prepared. Uh, people looking to buy houses next year. Let's let's start that process now. So that way you can be in line and, and ready for the conversation with a lender. So I am a lender. I talk that language. So let's let's connect and let's get it going. All right. All right. I love it. We working. We working. All right. Last question for everybody. What is the one thing that you are looking forward to most in 2023? 
and Mike will start with you. Uh, to be honest, um, our first um, men's conference in April, uh, really excited about that. Um, you know, the, the community is growing exponentially. Uh, the people, the guys are super engaged. Uh, so to be able to confidently say, hey, in April, uh, this is where we're going to have our men's conference. Uh, we haven't picked the city yet, uh, but we definitely picked the, the month and we're going to be working on the city. We'll have all that uh, by the end of this month so we can start marketing heavy uh, over the course, you know, from January to, to April. But that is hands down the most exciting thing right now to get, you know, over 100 guys in the room and just you know talk about king talk king shit and talk about how to build businesses with their knowledge and expertise i'm super excited about that hey that's what's up i mean if i can put in a vote i'm gonna just mention vegas but anyway <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> all right Corey, what are you looking forward to most in your business for 2023 so um before i get to my business what i'm looking for is the success of within reach uh live uh meetup that's all i'm saying so we need to make <laughs> hey, that let's happen go. in 2023 i'm just saying in the works uh, in the works people please drop in the comments if you would if you would attend this or leave a review that if you would attend this particular conference uh but as far as my business uh i'm very much looking forward to uh and i just got a contact with this person um it is a collective group of minority owners uh, part of a diversity uh, board that will allow me to gain more access to to minority businesses and help them grow their business. Um, the reason I'm excited about it is really because a lot of businesses are underrepresented when it comes to minority, right? BIPOC, like people of color, they are very underrepresented really in those top levels. And I'm, I'm excited to be able to work with these particular individuals and even grow those relationships to see how they we talked about our last podcast, uh, Shannon. I like to see the light bulb turn on. I really want to mm -hmm. see them take their business to the next level. I love it. I love it. And Mr. Allen, what are you looking forward to most in your business in 2023? Man, rebranding and, and expansion, man. Uh, took a little break in my business, started a new job in a new city. So, so kind of getting my foot in now, but you know, it's, it's coming together. And the first quarter is going to be explosive. So looking forward to just getting out there meeting the people and um, helping y'all build credit, man. Hey, we need it, man. You, you know, I, I talk to you all the time. We we need your skill sets in our community more than ever. Big time. Right, right. People don't know what they don't know. And what you do know isn't taught to many of us where we're from. I know it wasn't taught to us where I'm from. <laughs> you know, I could definitely say that. So, you know, your skills and your mindset, man, what you do, helps people to be able to reach out to Mike and build their business with him and with me and with Corey, man. So most definitely. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, for myself, looking forward to the most just winning, man. <laughs> like, you know, y'all know how my mind works. I got a million and one ideas, a million and one things going on. Um, just trying to put as many people as possible in a position to win. I have a number in my head. Um, I, I really want to help 175 people next year launch a business. Mm -hmm. uh, don't ask me where 175 came from. Um, I was deep in thought. Um, you could even call it meditation um, a few weeks back. 
and trying to get my mind geared up for this upcoming year and thinking about all of the things I put in motion and 175 kept popping up. So my goal next year is to help 175 people either launch or rebrand their business. So that's what I'm looking forward to the most challenging myself to meet that challenge. Um, Shannon, I'm gonna say this though, the alumma 175, for those of you who don't know, it, it means like security and foundation uh, in the meaning of the number. So you, that's basically what you're trying to do. Create security hey, and foundation for people. That's what's I like that. I like that, man. And a cool five mil, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> some light. Some light. Some light. You know what I mean? Some light. Uh, I mean, you said five. I was gonna say ten, but okay, I mean. okay. Let's get it. <laughs> but yeah, man. Like, uh, oh, I didn't even answer the projects one. Um, oh man, still uh, pushing out, you know, stuff with the Mind Shift Society. Uh, Y'all gonna see a lot more with that. A lot of that was underground and specific client base. Now it's going to come out doing a lot of marketing and advertising with it. Um, got some people that's, you know, joined in some really good coaches and instructors helping out with that. Um, also, for those in, in the community, I've gotten a ridiculous amount of questions over the past year about how to launch a podcast, how to launch a podcast. Um, you know, y'all have heard my story of how this podcast came about. I know it's kind of unique. It doesn't work for everybody like that. Um, but, you know, I have actually sat down, started putting pen to paper, um, and I'm going to put it out um, in February of 2023. You will get podcasting 101 from the mind to the main stage. Uh, you will be getting that book coming out to help you. I mean, completely go from the idea phase to actually launching, growing your audience, reaching out to people the whole nine yards. Um, got a few books um, installed for 2023. So, hey, we working, man. We working. That's dope. I literally just reached out to you yesterday about podcasting plates. <laughs> Bro, like I, I get that question so much, man. Like, how do, how do you grow your podcast? How do you get it here? How do you know who to contact? Mm -hmm. How do you get guests on? How did you come up with your branding for it? How do you pick your colors? Like, And I was like, I answer these so much, I need to just put them together. It was something that I had on deck to do this year, but other stuff got in front of it. But I promise it's coming out February 2023. <laughs> Like I literally got the cover being designed right now. That's dope. Let's get it. All right. So last but not least, this week's mind shift moment. You know, every single episode, I leave you with a video, some type of words of inspiration for a mind shift moment. Um, and this week is no different. But instead of a video, um, I just want to remind everybody your ability to succeed starts and ends with you. I don't care where you're from. I don't care how many parents you had. I don't care what your teachers told you. I don't care how rough your city or your neighborhood was. You made it through all of that. And you didn't come this far just to come this far. If you're an employee, be the best damn employee you can be. Learn everything you can. Learn what people that are across from you do, learn what the person above you does, learn what people below you do. If you are a supervisor, manager, be the best damn supervisor, manager that you can be. Inspire your staff, motivate your staff, lead your staff, lead by example. Don't lead with um, 
putting people down and, and a superiority complex. When you treat people like people, treat them like valued employees and not subordinates, you get people that are willing to drive through a wall for you. You get people that are saying, you know what, I may not feel the best, but I'm still coming in today because we are a family environment. This is not just a place to go punch the clock for eight hours and then can't wait to hurry up and, and head a tire smoke and leaving out the parking lot. If you are an executive or a CEO, be the best damn executive or CEO that you can be. Understand when you are a CEO, every single person that works for your organization is relying on you to make decisions day in and day out so that they can put food on the table for their families and pay their bills. You have that responsibility. CEO is not just a title. It's not something that's just cool to put on a sweatshirt. It's not something to brag about in, in your little um, title that you put on IG. It is an actionable title. It's not a given title just because you, you started a company or a, a board hired you to take on that role. It is an actionable title. You should know everything going in going on in your company. Nothing should be surprising you. You shouldn't be finding out about stuff at the end of the year that's been going on for the last 11 months. You shouldn't have the company getting ready to tank. And now you're trying to figure out what happened because you've been playing golf or sitting with your feet kicked up on the desk all year. It is an actionable title. Come down out of your office, walk around, talk to people, get on Zooms with people, do one-on-ones, Find out from the day one trainee all the way up to your highest level management. How am I doing? What resources do you need? What tools do you need? What training do you need? What do I need to incorporate to boost morale? What do I need to help you all do your job more efficiently? What do I need to do to help you do your job faster? What, what do I need to do to help you feel more comfortable about coming to work and giving 110% every single day? It's not just kicking back, signing checks and looking good in your, in your dress and heels or in your suit and tie. It is an actionable title. For those that are entrepreneurs, be the best damn entrepreneur that you can be. How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you half-ass it, on, on education, on training, on development, on networking, guess what? You're going to have a half-ass company. Entrepreneurship is not for the weak at heart. You can't wear your heart on your sleeves. There are going to be some days that you absolutely love being an entrepreneur. There are going to be some days where you're ready to pull your hair out. There are going to be some days where you're ready to flip the whole desk and the computer over. And then there are going to be some days where you're ready to go sit in first class and go stunt why are you going to somewhere around the world because you you've had an excellent month or an excellent year but the thing is you have to be consistent day in and day out there's no such thing as i don't have anything to do if you're an entrepreneur you should never be telling your coach or your consultant i don't have anything to do 
You don't have any clients, get on YouTube. You don't have any clients, get on the Google skill shop I mentioned. Google Digital Garage, Harvard University, EDU. Get on whatever. You should be learning something on days that you don't have any clients or any events to go to, anyone to network with, any cold calls to make, any emails to send out, any text messages to send out. You should be designing something, learning something, growing something, emailing something, whatever the case may be. How you do anything is how you do everything. If you only work on your business and your business acumen part time, you're only going to get part time results from your business. Remember, what you get out of your business is a reflection of you. How much you made at the end of the year, how many clients you got, how many connections you made, how many new companies that are on board to collab with you or sponsor you. That is you looking in the mirror at the end of the year. And with that, I leave you with this week's mind shift moment. Once again, I'd like to thank the fellows from the SIWR network for coming through. Mr. Mike Williams from Breakthrough Kings, Mr. Jay Allen from Allen Financial Solutions, and Mr. Corsic, you. Um, anybody want to leave anybody with anything before we head out of here? Yeah, man. I was going, I was waiting for him to speak up, but I was just gonna say this. Look, we're going into the new year. Uh, we're going like we're, we're killing holiday season right now. The thing I always tell y'all is just become and make sure because y'all listening to this right now, become someone that someone else can count on. If at bare minimum, what you do in life, become someone that someone else can count on. All right, Mike, Jay, you got anything? Yeah, start, start from where you are. You know, don't work to be perfect. If anything, start. You know, people oftentimes wait to build credit or do the finance when they need it, but you never know when you might need it. Start where you are, get the help you need, find the resources, go to Shan's websites, get in Mike's class, call Corey. Like, don't wait. That's what's up. You know, just like I tell my kings, start building your king's court right? Every king had a court of advisors, people who specialize in different things, right? The king just didn't make decisions on his own. He had advisors to help them make them decisions. So start plugging things in, you know, get that CPA, super important, right? Um, you know, you need a business coach, find a business coach, find somebody that rocks with your personality and somebody that's going to hold you accountable for, you know, getting the job done. And I'd say, you know, after you build that King's Court, be intentional about your day, right? If you can't go into the next day, already know what you're doing, right? You're already behind, right? Before you go to sleep at night, you should already know what needs to be executed on the next day. Because that's how you're going to make the most of your day and the most of your time and get the absolute most important things done every single day. So be intentional and start building that King's Court. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that does it. Once again, this has been the Successes Within Reach podcast season finale, season three, episode 26. Goodbye, 2022. Hello, 2023. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Shannon Smith. I want to uh, say a huge thank you to all of my guests from season three. This has been a fantastic season. Uh, we reached new heights uh, within the community and social media. Uh, we reach new heights definitely on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. Um, 
I think right now we're up to 16 countries uh, that we've been streaming in uh, pretty consistently throughout the season. Uh, so thank you for everybody around the world that either tunes in live or either streams it once it's posted online. Um, like I said, again, thank you to my guests, everybody that helps out with ideas, with questions. Thank you to everybody that sends in questions for when Corey and I do the questions from the audience episodes. Um, and as always, I remind you, you're not designed to be good. You're designed to be great. And with that, I say happy holidays and see you next year.